Hi, I'm Paul Cheel, and you're listening to the Public Relations Podcast, Smoke Signal. Today, July 16, is World PR Day, a day dedicated to recognising and celebrating public relations and communication. To mark the day, I'm joined by one of the committee members responsible for organising World PR Day, Anito Kahinde, for a quickfire Q&A on the initiative, the events, and how practitioners around the world can get involved. Anito, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Smoke Signal. Thanks so much for having me, Paul. Let's start by, yeah, just giving us a bit of background on World PR Day, what it is and the purpose. I think I'll start by giving a brief background. Um, PR is more than a terribly misunderstood, very poorly appreciated practice across the world. Before most businesses, governments consider PR, they think advertising. So we have a really bad rep when it comes to communications worldwide. Um, Businesses and countries and even people, not just practitioners ourselves, we do ourselves a huge disservice if we continue to see PR as less of what it is. PR is a very important practice across the world, across businesses, across governments, and it's time for us to sort of prioritize PR. And so we decided to come up with this day to help practitioners showcase the importance of the practice and also show the rest of the world why they need to prioritize public relations. And we chose July 16 because it's the day that one of the pioneers of PR was born. Um, 145 years ago, we had um, Edward Bernays born on July 16. And so we thought it's a perfect day to have the PR practitioners across the world celebrate PR. Um, I'll give you a bit of a backstory. Um, in Nigeria in 2020, in, the, in smack in the middle of the lockdown, um, the agency that I work with, Black House Media, wanted to launch our Nigerian PR reports. So the PR reports is the only report on the Nigerian PR industry in the country at that time. And we were looking, we've been publishing every year for about five, six years. And we're looking for a specific day type of PR that we could launch the report around because everyone was home and we wanted to make it significant for practitioners across the country. And we couldn't find one day. In doing my research, I found a lot of days around advertising, around digital marketing, but nothing around public relations. And I thought, you know what, we had to have a day. So we came up with July 16, which is Edward Benet's birthday. And we decided to go all out with that to announce our report and also announced to the rest of the world that we wanted to celebrate public relations. And fast forward one year later, which was last year, we had over 3,500 people engaging the activities, conversations around PR, why it's important and why everyone needs to take it seriously. And so this year we're taking it a step further by, you know, organizing events in partnership with um, PR associations across the world. We have the PRSA, PRCA, CIPR, PRCI across India, Kenya, Ghana, Nigeria the UK, the US, we have associations, agencies across the world putting together events, fireside chats, um, conferences, summits, awards, all sorts of events, just speaking about the importance of PR and showcasing it to the rest of the world. I'm really excited about what this weekend is going to look like from the lineup of events and activities that we have. I'm sure we're going to have a really good turnout. Yeah, I could tell your passion there for PR. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that you, you did that research and found lots of other days for other uh, you know, aligned professions, but not for PR. We're, we're often very poor at doing our own PR, right? Yes, we are. That's that's why the saying is very popular, PR needs PR. <laughs> yeah, which is quite ironic. But uh, what do you hope to to achieve out of promoting the day and the, and the events around that? Like, what are, what are your goals? 
at the end of the day, what we want to do is to ensure that practitioners across the world answer that call of duty to help people, companies, governments communicate more honestly and responsibly. We've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of examples, a lot of cases in the past year, in the past two years, where governments, where companies have communicated in the wrong way, no communication for impact, a lot of crisis that could have been avoided if PR was prioritized. So we want to be able to have practitioners see the importance of this and help their clients, help governments and help businesses understand why PR is important. We want to make sure that we're at the forefront of everything as a concerns influence, as a concerns communication, because there, there is no way to prove the value of PR if we're not actively doing and showing the world that this is the value that we bring to the table. So at the end of the day, we want to be able to make sure that everyone across the world is communicating for impact with the rise of, with the rise of social media, with the rise of you know, fake news, for example, around the pandemic and all of that. It's important that PR shows its importance to everyone around the world to show that th- this is why we need to communicate properly. This is why we need to be honest. This is why we need to be truthful. This is why we need to be able to build trust, which is why the theme for public relations this year is trust, truth, and transparency, because we see the importance of of the truth. It's important that the truth is being told. It's important that we build trust for our clients, for ourselves, and for the governments that we work for. So that's, that, in essence, is what we're trying to achieve, making sure that everybody communicates properly and communicates for impact. So tell us about some of the events that you have lined up. So from from the World PR Day side for this year, we um, we have we had built the day around four key activities. The first is my PR story, and my PR story is um, an online activity that we want. PR professionals across the world to basically just come stepping on social media and talk about their own personal experiences of PR. I find that every time I meet um, PR practitioners across the world, they have very interesting stories around how they got into the industry, around some of their experiences with campaigns, with clients and all of that. So it would be, it would be nice for us to, you know, trade stories on social media, you know, have a laugh or two here and there and learn one or two lessons from a couple of um, other practitioners across the world. So that's the first activity. Um, there's also, um, two, we're going to be having two fireside chats on Twitter spaces one on friday one on friday july 15 and the other on monday july 18 so we want to make sure it's an entire week or weekend of, of events right so the first one on friday july 15 is going to feature a lot of presidents and um, heads of associations across the world so we have the president of ICCO, the president of CIPR, PRC, and a couple of other PR um, associations coming together on Twitter Spaces to talk about trust, truth, and transparency. We're hoping to have a we're hoping to have thousands of um, practitioners join that um, that session as well as well as students to ask questions, just to converse around the theme because it's a very topical theme. A lot of things are going on across the world that we need to um, throw a spotlight on. So we have a a lot of interesting conversations are coming from that. And from the event on Monday as well, we have more agency um, heads, more um, brand leads as well, speaking to, you know, um, the roles that brands play, the roles that agencies play in advice, advising their clients around trust, truth and transparency. That will happen on Monday, July 18. Um, and then around the, um, we also are building a PR Bible. We realize that there's no one place that PR practitioners can come to if you're new in the industry, if you're a student that's looking to explore public relations, there's no one place you can go to to learn everything that there is to know about PR. And so we wanted to build this PR Bible with every practitioner across the world. So we're basically at the moment collecting contributions from books, from videos, from blog posts, from um, opinion pieces, articles, feature articles, whatever the case is, anything that as a PR practitioner, anything that you think is useful for someone that's new in the industry or someone that's within the industry that's trying to grow, you know, you can contribute that to the Bible. And at the end of the day, we want to be able to have 
a, 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 a huge repository of information around PR that just about anyone can learn about the industry from. So from from the from the World PR Day side, those are the activities that we have planned. But then, like I mentioned earlier, there are events being planned by associations and agencies across the world. So we we um, on Friday we have three events: one in Ghana, one in Nigeria, one in India. All three physical. We have about six other virtual events that are going to be happening on Twitter Spaces, on Zoom, um, on Teams, on Meets, a lot of different events around the, the theme Trust, Truth, and Transparency. On Saturday, it's all going to be online, a lot of conversations. Apparently, people don't like to go out or, or hang out in professional circles during the weekend. So it's, it's, it's a nice day for us to just spend on social media, sharing our personal PR stories, and, you know, just exchanging information across social media. And on Sunday, there, there's some events in, um, in the Middle East as well, because I know Sunday is the first working day for some um, cities in the Middle East. So there, there are events in the Middle East um, on world, around World PRD, as well as on Monday in other countries as well. So there, a lot of them are being shared on our social media pages. So I would encourage everyone to just go um, search on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for World PR Day, and you get more information around the events that agencies, associations are doing, as well as the World PR Day Committee. So it truly is a, a global event. I mean, I'm pretty uh, excited to be able to bring this to Australia as well, because it seems like you're you're really covering all the continents there. Yes, yes, and 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 what's what's really exciting about it is people. PR practitioners themselves finding out about the day on social media and reaching out to say, this is how we want to support. This is how we also want to throw a spotlight on PR. So it just goes to show that we all had that concern, you know, from the onset. And, you know, it's nice that we can now do something about it. We can now throw a spotlight on PR and show the rest of the world and the rest of the marketing communications industry that PR is also here to stay because we, we see how advertising does their own PR. They do Huge events that they just finished Can't Lion the other day. They do they they do a lot for the, for the practice itself, such that even the clients, such that even governments prioritize advertising over PR. So it's time for us to throw a spotlight on our own on field of practice because if we don't, who's who's going to do it for us? We have to be the ones to do it. So I'm really excited to see all of the conversations, all of the practitioners coming together to say, yes, you know what, we are going to support this day. We are going to push it forward. We, At the end of the day, we want to make it as huge as the United Nations Days, for example. You have World Health Day, World Environment Day, and they're huge because everyone understands the impact that those conversations have on the rest of the world. So it's important for everyone to then start to understand the impact that PR also has. Do you think there's a, a risk or a challenge that with a day like this, we end up just speaking to ourselves in our own profession? Like, how do we engage more broadly than that? Yes. So there is that risk because, yes, we will be having conversations that are skilled more to, you know, PR people understanding PR. And I think because these are the early days, we have to, first of all, find ways to pulling everyone within the industry to get engaged. And once we have everyone understand the importance of this day, we can then pull in the rest of the world. But for now, we're just trying to make sure that everyone across the world, PR-wise, is aware of the day, they understand the importance of the day, and then they then from there can understand how they can pull in everyone else. Because for now, we're also trying to, we're targeting students as well. Students that are looking to come into PR, that's also very important. And we have a couple of events in partnership with agencies across the world that are targeting students. We have um, an agency, I think in Nigeria, that's targeting um, in, that's offering internships to students, which is a big deal, especially in a country Nigeria, like Nigeria, where um, where students and young people are looking for opportunities um, career-wise. So that's a huge deal as well. So we have a, lo- a couple of events like that that are targeted at students. But I know as years progress and as the day gets bigger, we will then find opportunities to pulling everyone else. But for now, what I'm 
what we're basically focused on is to make sure that everyone within the industry sees the day, recognizes the day, acknowledges the day, and understands the importance of the day. I'm fascinated by this idea of the PR Bible. I think it's a, it's a great idea. Crowdsourcing must have resources from around the world. How is that shaping up and what form will that be in for practitioners and students and, and other interested parties to, to look at? So we're making it a digital resource, right? So it's going to sit, we, we, we're either going to have it on the website. And for now, the, the form's on the website. So we're either going to have it sit on the website or be a standalone microsite or, the web, or a website where people can, you know, just log on. It's easy. It's sort of like having a Wikipedia that you could search for whatever name or whatever resource. So I didn't know if yeah, we wanted I, to I, I did. I did put the podcast on there. It was very easy to add. So that was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we're trying to make. We want to make it as simple and easy, easy to use as possible. So it will sort of look like a, like a search engine, a search engine like Google or Wikipedia, or even a, a, if you go to the library, a random encyclopedia that has the letters, and all you have to do is just search for a particular word. And so we want to make it as easy as that. So there are no issues. It's easy for if you if you are, you know, well-learned, it's easy for you to use. If you are not as computer literate as everyone else, it's easier for you to use because we recognize that there are countries across the world where they're not as literate as some other well-developed countries as well. So we just need to make sure that we have that right balance. So at the end of the day, that's what we're targeting, a very easy-to-use platform where people can just go in, search for whatever. You can watch the videos. You can stream the podcast, you can listen to forums, summits, for example, because we have people that are that are submitting conferences, summits that are very important for people to understand and learn more about the industry and the future of the industry. So we need to just, we're, we're, make, we're trying to make sure we have that balance for audiovisual content as well as text-based content. And when do you hope that'll be ready? Um, so for now, we're still collecting um, uh, submissions. So we started collecting submissions in May ending, beginning of June, we had wanted to have it ready by July 16, which is on Saturday. But we realized that a lot of people are just now becoming more aware of the day as the as the publicity heightens. So we're going to, you know, have we're going to have it run even beyond the collection phase, rather run even beyond World PR Day. And we hope to be able to launch before the end of the year. And worst case scenario, we just push it to World PR Day next year. But what we want to do is to make sure we have a large amount of submissions. So we're not just launching something that's half-baked. We want to have we want to have a very, you know, wide range of resources collected before we go out to the public. And I imagine it's just something that will continue to grow over yes, time, right? Yes. It would never it would never close down, yes. Tell us about some of the people in the background. Maybe give a shout out to who are the supporters and who's helping pull World PR Day together. Um, so I have to, I really, really have to thank our partners. They're, they're, they've been very key in bringing the day to life because there w- would have been no way to reach a large amount of PR um, practitioners across the world without the associations. So it's a really, I'm really grateful to them. So we have the PRCA on board. We have the CIPR in the UK on board. Um, Africa Communications, we're covering the entire um, continent of Africa. PR Can, PRSK. PRCR, PRCI, particularly in India, have been very supportive. India is a very large market for um, public relations and their um, consultancy association in India has been really supportive. And we have a lot of um, PR, um, the, the WCFA as well is the World Communications Forum Association has been very, very supportive. And then we also have a lot of agency partners that have come on board from the first, from the onset when we said we wanted to start this day. We have um, agencies like... Um, Global Media Alliance in Ghana. We have Magna Carta in South Africa. 
We have Media Panash in Nigeria, um, um, Wards Inc. as well in the UK, as well as the committee members, the, the founder and the, the main convener of OPR Day, um, Aini Adekunle, who's the CEO of BHM, where I work. Um, there's also um, Stephen Waddington, who is um, a PR, PR I, I like to call him a PR guru. He's had yeah, over 20 years experience. I've had him on the podcast previously. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Stephen Weddington is a huge, huge, huge fan of the day and a big advisor for the committee, um, as well as Aniela Harrison, who is a PR mastermind across the continent of Africa. So we've we've been working together for, for the past almost a year, just trying to reach as many people as possible. And I'm glad to see the impact that we've been able to get in the short period of time. And give us a bit more of your background, Anita. I mean, the way you talk about and articulate the challenge for PR, you know, I think really sums it up nice. So what's your your background in the profession? Um, so I started PR um, about seven years ago. Um, I went, to, I did communications in my undergrad. And from there, I went on to do a master's degree in public relations in Sheffield in the UK. And from doing that um, and eventually coming into the PR industry, I realized that a lot of what we are taught in school is not necessarily, you know, eventually what's the practice of of the profession is. So you you literally have to then start to learn a lot of things as you come into the industry, which is why I believe that the PR Bible is very important. So whilst there's the, 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 the theory of things that you do learn in school, it's also very important to also understand that there's a huge, there's a whole world out there that, and a lot of issues that, because PR is not done in isolation, right? It's built around a lot of the issues that your clients have or your or your company has. And so you need to understand that as well. So in, in starting my career at six, seven years ago in PR, that's one of the key things I had to learn that, you know, it's a constant learning experience. It's not something you just learn in school and then you just practice like medicine, for example. So, so, so in the, in the past six years, I have worked, I've worked only at BHM. BHM is a Nigerian PR agency. We recently just opened up in the UK last year and I was the um the one basically in charge of with in charge of that operation in the UK right now I'm leading the team in the UK and for the past 6 years I have built teams I have worked with um I've led teams to basically build um, portfolios across the BHM business and right now I think we're one of the top top 2 top 3 agencies in Africa which I'm which I'm really really proud of because it means that we're doing a lot of good work we're literally trying to build um a global PR company out of Africa. It's the first time any PR agency from Nigeria is leaving its shores to open up in other countries. Usually you have international agencies coming to Africa to open up in Africa, but it's the first time we're having an African agency going on to the rest of the world to, you know, show the good work that we can do. And I'm really proud of the team. Um, so that's, that in a sense is me. I've worked in PR and across different um, corporate communications and brand PR for the past five, six, seven years for BHM, moving to the UK. I moved to the UK last year. We started the business in the UK last year. We recently just celebrated our first year anniversary. Um, and aside work, I also am very, very passionate about helping women in the PR and marketing communications industry because I find that it's sort, it's sort, it's sort of difficult going through PR as a woman and also as an African um, by yourself. Sometimes you think that you, you're going through a lot of things in isolation, but there are also other people across the world that are going through these issues that you are going through as well. So I started this um, community called Women in Marketing Communications. It's called Wim Connect. And every week it's a small, close-knit, exclusive community of young women in um, marketing communications. And every week we come together to speak about issues that affect us, to share stories, share experiences, and just basically help these women feel more comfortable around 
some of the things they're going through and help them through those things. I'm hoping to be able to scale that to, you know, become as global as World PR Day is <laughs> and just making sure that we can impact as, as many women as possible because I'm very, very passionate about making sure that people enjoy the experience because at the end of the day, it's a job. It's a career and it's something that you're doing to sort of help you live a better life. So I just need to, I just want to make sure that more women are more comfortable and more willing to share their experiences and their stories to help other women across the world. Well, it's so fantastic to hear your passion and enthusiasm and your, you know, big picture vision that you have for, for both those initiatives. Um, certainly must keep you busy. Um, <laughs> congratulations. That sounds, that both sound fantastic and you're doing such a great job. If we've got some listeners on who share that passion uh, and really want to get involved in PR, World PR Day, what would be you know the one thing you'd say go out and do today uh, to mark the to mark the occasion? Um, I, I think one of the, the biggest things I would say would be to share your personal experiences as well, because like I said earlier, a lot of people go through things and they don't they 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 think it's just them, but it's not just them. You you're not going through some things in isolation. People across the world are going through those things as well. So it, the the one key thing I would say would be to share your personal stories. We're using the hashtag my PR story on Saturday. People have already started sharing from Monday their own personal experiences, right? But on Saturday, we're using that hashtag, my PR story. And so it's just share your experiences, what the, the peculiar things you've you've experienced in the industry, you know, interesting stories, funny stories, the more serious stories, the huge lessons that other people can learn from. And then just, you know, from there, joining the fireside chats as well, because those conversations are going to be quite robust. I've sat with the panels for both days and they they have a lot prepared to share with the rest of the world and they're also looking to engage with other practitioners as well so we can sort of further these conversations so at the end of the day it's just sharing your experiences if you don't want to do so on social media you can write an opinion editorial you can write an article share it on your blog share it on your social media facebook linkedin wherever just something that if someone just googles they can find and then learn from your own personal experiences as well Fantastic. Well, I really look forward to sharing this podcast with my listeners and, and Australian PR practitioners. I wish you luck and I look forward to seeing the outcomes from year two. Thank you so much. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Anita. I am Paul Cheel and you've been listening to Smoke Signal. Thank you for listening. And as always, remember to rate Smoke Signal on iTunes or subscribe via the blog. Just search Smoke Signal Podcast.